Thanks for listening to Reasonable Doubt on Podcast One. This is Beyond a Reasonable Doubt with your hosts, Mark Garrigus and Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on the treasure. Get on the mandate. Get it on. And welcome to the best 15 minutes or so in the universe. It's Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Uh, you, you'll notice that I could have been out of town yesterday. And I could be anywhere, but the mere prospect of coming here and seeing your smiling face, uh, I, I'd go there. I would drive a half hour just to spend 15 minutes outside. God love you. <laughs> I know. I'm smiling because we're just talking about a Trans Am race. Yeah, but by the way, up. now that you're professional, why aren't you on the circuit? Um, well, uh, probably do better in other endeavors that involve comedy or talking about the laws. We know it, but... Uh, I did uh, do an early race a few years ago at at uh, Willow Springs. I got a podium, which is third place. If anyone Ooh. ever says podium, they're talking about third place. Right, because if, cause you if won, they won, you'd say, you'd I, hear was, about uh, I got the checkered flag. And second, you'd hear about it, but yeah. uh, took the podium. Took the podium on the dais. Yeah, I got, so. a few, got a few points, and okay. there was some discussion about getting in the car again and you know trying to keep the points drive alive, but uh, it just didn't come together. It's... it's First of all, it was really expensive. I mean, not not for me. You have to, not for you, but the sponsor, right? Yeah, I mean, these semi trucks come out from Florida. They set up. They have techs and mechanics and backup cars and spares. No, and it's tires a village to get these things. It's a whole village, and people get paid, and um, the cars are really expensive, and and they put you in them. So they they got to kind of trust you, you know. Yeah. You know, I was telling Gary before, it's almost like your favorite show, Pardon the Interruption, right? We got so many stories today. I think the first one I wanted to start off with was um, uh, Maxwell, Maximum Maxwell. The um, uh, she They had the hearing today on juror number 50, Scott Lane. Yeah. yeah. I always mispronounce the first Gislaine, name. Gislaine, Apparently, Gislaine. Uh, according to Twitter, Gary's the only one who knows how to do it. My, my understanding is it's Jizz Lane. Jizz Lane? Jizz Lane. Seriously, Jizz Lane. Unfortunately, yeah. You better move off of Jizz Lane if you got a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Better move off of Jizz Lane if you're you're a prominent uh, personality. Um, So they, in front of Judge Nathan in the... the, um, I can't... uh, By the way, I... uh, You were in Jizz Lane? I'm I'm living in a world where half the country is saying Kiev and the other half is going, it's still Kiev. Well... I look, when you order the the meal, do you say chicken? Kiev? Kiev? No. no. I've never heard anybody say, I'll take the chicken. Are you serving? Do you run out of chicken Kiev? Right. I've never heard that. That's, That's right. like beef what wellington w- yeah, yeah you're right right that's right okay so that's that's how i start um so jislane mm-hmm. um the they did the hearing in front of judge nathan on juror number 50 scotty david or david scotty he didn't go by his full name yeah scotty david is apparently his first and middle name so right. that's how he identified Cat- man What's that? Is that the yeah, cat? the Catman. Oh, yes, exactly. Cat, yeah, yeah. Catman. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's it. And uh, by the way, just like, you know, we've made comparisons to the strawberry shortcake Peterson juror, just like in that case the, where she invoked the fifth, he invoked the fifth, they gave, the prosecutor gave immunity in Peterson, prosecutor here, Southern District, the feds gave immunity. He then got up there. The judge had asked for questions from both Gislaine's lawyers and the prosecutors and um, – Asked the questions. 
basically to summarize, his testimony was he was distracted. It was noisy. I kind of went through the questions really fast, and I was not trying to get onto the jury. Um, but yes, I was false when I answered that question. And in fact, question whatever it was, number 47 or 48, 48, 48 should have been, should have been yes. And it was me that mm-hmm. I had been. And then, and he says he was embarrassed. He didn't like to uh, reveal these things. Although the judge did ask, I'm sure at the behest of the defense lawyers, well, if you were so embarrassed, why did you go on TV and, um, Mm-hmm. And share it with the world. And he, his response was, well, I was emboldened, basically, or freed up or liberated by the complaining witnesses in the trial. So what's this going to result in? She ordered, the judge ordered dueling briefs, filed at the same time a week from today, and then she's going to issue an order either compelling or suggesting oral argument, or she's just going to rule. I'm going to guess that she's going to deny, if I'm going to prognosticate, the order for new trial, and she's going to say that he did not try to get onto the jury to for an illicit purpose or having an agenda or what I've always called stealth juror, um, and then it's going to have to go up to the circuit. And uh, the defense is going to... The defense will take it up to the circuit. The defense is going to say this is an outrage, and it is, frankly, because he already testified that he uh, converted, if you will, or persuaded several of the jurors who were on the fence who were not guilty voters by introducing uh, material that was not uh, within the four corners of the trial. So once it gets to the circuit, then what? The circuit, I think, needs to reverse it. I mean, And then what? And then she would get a new trial, or they would... Or they would work out some kind of a deal for time served, to be my guess. Speaking of which, also this week, the U.S. Supreme Court, right, Gary? What they do? Now, let's see if you can guess which story, because they've done quite a bit. Well, I'm not talking. We can talk about a, a, a entertainer. Yes, there you go, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I'd heard his name. So, Bill, who's been on pins and needles to see whether or not the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling authored by Cyril Weck's son uh, would be reversed and uh, it does not like uh, it's not going to happen. So yeah. they just declined to hear the case. Yeah. Yeah. So and what's so that that's, mean? He's in the clear. He's in the clear. He's done. So he's done. Bill can now do the comedy tour. And well, he should pull his pants up first and then he could go out. <laughs> well, isn't that what he advises people? Pull your pants up. Uh, look, you, There's a certain you, degree you of irony. Your, you talk to your clients this way a lot, I'm, I'm sure. You know, James Franco went out with a, like, Time's Up button on his lapel at some award show. And somebody saw it and went, that poser with his Me Too bullshit, that guy's a teacher. I got a bunch of students who he was counseling, you know, young females. Next thing you know, boom. He's out in the cornfield. Exactly. Bill Cosby says, hey, young black man, pull up your trousers. And Hannibal <laughs> Burris goes, fuck that guy. Then he does a bunch of stand-up based on him being a lech and drugging chicks. And the next thing you know, it's, we're inside of a courtroom. Like, right. And then, by the way... Um, uh, How about uh, Bill Gates? I was going to say Bill Gates. I was going to say Alec Baldwin. I yes, mean, I mean, just, how about Alec Baldwin? Put your head we down. We sat here. We sat here. How many times? We must have done three, four shows where we said, what the hell are you doing? And sure enough, what comes out? Exactly what we said. We said, Alec, you are just inflaming the widow, the widower, and 
And sure enough, the guy not only finds Brian Panish to file the lawsuit, but then says the the reason I did it is when he shook his responsibility. Well, you know, there was it's interesting because I always say it's like this this old playbook, this publicist playbook, you know, get out, Kathy Griffin, do a news, do a presser, you know, get out in front of this, you know, let the world know that's from 1999. The new one is put your head down and keep walking. And there was an adage. It was around for a million years. It's dead now. Uh, there's no bad press. There's just press. You know, they're talking about you. They're not. No, there is. It's all bad press now. You want to know the the ultimate? Hmm. You you uh, somebody just joked. Putin cured COVID, mm-hmm. right? Well, let me explain something. What happened to COVID? We're losing, and I, I saw something last week. We've lost the same number of people in two days that we did at 9-11. Right. Do you hear anything about it? No. Not a thing, right? Done. Done. Yes. You just put your head down, and boom, you move on. And then what do you say about Newsom? I mean, uh, maybe he found himself. Maybe he's, you know, right? no. He saw the polling. Boom, it's gone. Yeah, except for my son at school, who I've talked to last night about what the fuck he's wearing a mask for. Oh, I said, you, don't wear masks. Just go in there and go. They've dropped the mask sanctions in L.A. County. Like, can we can we turn the goddamn page? The school teachers, the unions, they're not. They're I, hanging on with I, two I, hands to this thing. <laughs> it's like, look, uh, whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a union rep, if COVID is the best thing that happened to you in the last 10 years, you better fucking find a mirror and take a long look into it. It's like, this is the best thing that happened to them. They literally, it's the greatest thing that happened to LA County, to Barbara Ferrer. Like, for, just let it go. Yeah, it's well, not they a good can't. thing. They can't. They no. can't let it go. It's, it's impossible. And they, you know, they're just going to keep doubling down and keep doubling down. But, you know, like I, I walked by the, on Foothill this morning, the Chevron station. Did you see what gas was there today? Is it has it got to six bucks? Oh yeah, six dollars and nineteen cents for premium. Six oh three for Christ. I. And I was on they- the phone and I said, "I'm old enough to remember when I could fill up my car, the Pontiac station wagon, for six and change." Yeah, and get some blue chip trading stamps. You get the stamps, and you get the little, you go to 76, you get the orange little styrofoam ball put to on put the in antenna. the antenna. Yeah. Yeah. Six nineteen. And the number to really look at as you scroll down to the bottom of the sandwich board with the prices on it is diesel. Yeah. Because diesel is as much or more than regular. It was more than regular. More than regular. And every single item we have is brought to us via diesel. And so whatever it is you want brought to your home or your land or your city or your state, be prepared to have that charge tacked on to it. Although I I was playing this for Gary earlier, the uh, Kamala Harris talking about the uh, imagining a world where every diesel and every, have you seen this one? No, No, it is. It is perfect. So diesel is how all the trucks are moved and how all the goods and commerce get uh, propelled around, around the country and the world. And, and I would imagine Gary, you can look it up too at some point after Kamala, but I would imagine shipping container, container ships, they must be powered by diesel because they're not nuclear uh, to, to my, to oh, the here, best it my here it is. Here Here it is. Now she has a solution to the cost of diesel and I'll tell you okay. why. 
She has something that you and I lack. It's called an imagination. <laughs> Here it is. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Mm. Yeah, this could, I, it's almost a TED Talk. Weren't you inspired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I want to get one of those electric 18-wheelers <laughs> that she will have nothing to do with the production of. We'll have to let Elon figure that one out. But uh, you can Elon imagine is that not, world. Elon seems to have a problem with this administration, have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Well, when you, when you have the, the guy who heads up Tesla explaining how important fossil fuel is to a nation, that means he's probably hit his breaking point. He's He has no more patience, no. as I've noticed. No, yeah. he doesn't. And, Adam, to answer your previous question, yes, they uh, run on diesel combustion engines as well as diesel generators that power the ships. Imagine how much diesel is spent getting one of those 600-foot container ships fully loaded here from some ports of call on the other side of the world. Didn't one of them just sink with a uh, zillion oh, yeah. um, Porsches and Bentley. Uh, yeah, Lamborghinis as well, Lamborghinis Volkswagen. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Where yeah. was that headed? Here. Yeah. L.A. Port? I'm not sure if it was L.A., but it was to the States because there were stories about a bunch of rich people who were pissed that their exotics were not going to get here. Yeah, I know now. That's what we should do. You know what you should do? Because you know how people hate you? (laughs) Yes, You should be. Although, you know, with Kane, I've noticed that all of a sudden people are kind of inside out. They don't know what to do. Well, you should send out a tweet (laughs) saying, look, my heart breaks for the citizens of Ukraine. But I had a Bentley. (laughs) <laughs> with an Alcantara headliner, and it was on that ship. And I promised my daughter that we would go for a ride through Griffith Park this weekend, and now it sits at the bottom of the sea. And again, my heart bleeds for the fine men and women of the Ukraine, but we all have our problems. You know, this Please is, tweet is, that out. Speaking of being hated, the um, Armenians, I think I've mentioned this before, find ourselves in a unenviable position here with Ukraine because um, – you know, Zelensky, who is now the world's hero, was um, a key supplier to the Azerbaijanis as they were invading Artsakh and uh, slaughtering Armenians. And then, you know, Armenia only exists right now because of the uh, intercession of Putin. So it's uh, you're, it's almost a schizophrenic to be Armenian-American here and mm. uh, have the mainstream media cheerleading for Ukraine and free Ukraine and glory to be Ukraine at the same time that we know they were uh, – supplying uh, all kinds of weaponry and military armaments and training to the Azerbaijanis. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a wild time we live in where uh, you get whiplash from how you're supposed to uh, 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 embrace uh, what media outlet. I love watching the award shows now. I just watched the Independent Spirit Awards and the SAG Awards, and they're all praising Ukraine. In their speech, at least they've given us a little break from the LGBT community and, and that bloviation for 10 minutes. But they're all down, which just shows how actors are, right? 
They knew, they knew anything about the Ukraine. They've never heard of the Klitschko brothers. I would but, just like just if you could pick it out of a of on a map first. I that's all I before you before you go and tell me glory be. At least show me that you know where it is and that you know where Moldova is and maybe Romania and just throw in Belarus just you know for an added bonus points. You know as my professor in high school used to say, bonus points if you can tell me where Belarus is. Well, do we have one time for one we more? Well, I think we do. You know, there's a uh, Gary. Which one do you want to pick? We've got several more. I mean, uh, let's do a brief update on Kane, and then let's talk about the Lester Holt Bill Barr thing. Okay. So I was up there in San Jose yesterday with a um, wow, an outpouring of um, supporters like you wouldn't believe. The judge would not set a bail. They had originally he was no bail. Originally, when arrested, it's mind boggling to me that we're that we live in a world where. He was not uh, notified that the the molester Kane that Kane was not notified. By the way, I'll break a little news. Um, the um, the person who was molested, they keep saying a relative. It was uh, you know it was a direct descendant. I'll go there. Um, and well, how much is so for me? Bail and flight risk are one of those things. You know, I had both risk. passports, both his and his wife's, and offered them to the court. Uh, held them up. She uh, wasn't worried about flight. The, the DA judge had wasn't argued, the about judge flight. was not worried. Well, the DA had argued, yeah. by the way, that there is no presumption of innocence on bail. I, I said to the judge, "This is inc- this is incredible. I'm standing in an American courtroom in 2022, and I've got a prosecutor who has filed written paperwork saying there is no presumption of innocence in a bail hearing." And I said, "I don't. I, when was I around? I, where was I? I must have been uh, asleep when the Constitution was uh, repealed." She agreed with me there, but she took the position that it's too great a risk or too great a danger. So somebody outside had a good point they said a risk or danger to the pedophile correct Uh uh-huh yeah yeah to the pedophile they said there's one person who's probably home on their couch eating cheetos watching tv there's Mm -hmm. another person who's in custody um and not home with his family with and by the way um you know there is a argument to be made in addition that that the unreasonable person is the person who doesn't get told by the the prosecutor that we've just released the molester back into your neighborhood. They didn't tell him. Right. Wasn't told. He finds out some other way um, that we didn't tell him that it was, and then he finds out later that we released him and we didn't charge him a penny's worth of bail uh, and that he's free to go about his business. And And we didn't tell you that. But you're supposed to take care of your family. You're supposed to let the system, quote unquote, do its thing. So how long is he in there before the trial? Depends on uh, – to some degree, we control that. And I, as soon as I get discovery, that uh, we'll move forward. I, I don't have all of the discovery I want and I still need to do investigation. Is he in protective custody? I, I mean, think they need to have um, – um, well, yes, he's, he's in what the – they have a keep away section. Mm-hmm. He's isolated. He's in, I don't think he needs protective custody. Right? Well, yeah. Well, I was going to go there, but uh, you know, I don't want to. No, uh, but what I'm what I'm saying is, is you know, um, Mike Tyson has security. You, you know what I mean? Like people recognize Mike Tyson, they want to try him out at the bar, and he has guys. Now, who needs security less than Mike Tyson? I don't know, but that's kind of 
how we work as a society. So he's separate. Yeah, they keep him in a, sec- a separate section. He's at that jail. and um, How's his spirits? He's tremendous. Mm-hmm. I mean, just tremendous. I mean, he's a very impressive. I'll tell you, the other person that's very impressive is wife. Michelle is just a is a doll and is um, is resilient and uh, well, that, I, it's I, incredible. I, I will make this observation, which is um, Kane, who I know a little bit. I did one of Celebrity Grand Prix Toyota races uh, with him some years ago. Got had some time to hang out a little bit, as you do when you do those events. And I was impressed by the guy. But he is an impressive guy. It's interesting that in order to do what he did, which is, you know, wrestle the high level and UFC at the highest level, you need a lot of intestinal fortitude because it's just a lot of days in the gym and a lot of repetition. I mean, anyone who's done wrestling at high level knows it's just running bleachers until you want to throw up and whatever like that. And those guys seem to have dominion over themselves a little better. They have to be able to like make the pain go away and that kind of stuff. And I would think that they would be better suited to be confined that way than a rap star who's on yachts and living the life and you know used to doing whatever, whenever, all the time. Because you can be a star of the UFC – but at some point, camp's going to start, and you got to go back to altitude training, no wives, no girlfriends, no soda pop, no dessert. Like, you really— Yeah, there's a—when there's, you, you call it intestinal fortitude, I, I always call it extreme patience, I guess, you know, like long-distance runners or right. people who train every single day for some kind of rigorous thing. It, it's more of a mental—it's really mental training in a lot of ways. I mean, the physical obviously comes along with it. Right, and that's why a lot of guys, after they get really rich— they stop being the champ because they don't want to put themselves through the pain when they're Get, coming from the penthouse. Um, wait, the, you know, I, hate, I hate to do this to you because we're we're more than fifteen minutes. But I, anytime I see you, I want to just keep talking. There's two other stories. One is U.S. Supreme Court. For all those people who have been kind of slamming it, there was a decision. Um, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day, but I think it was yesterday. And I think it uh, was. Uh, on the rewriting of the maps, and they left the state court uh, rewriting of the congressional maps. New, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. Correct. Um, which is interesting because the, the kind of informed uh, or smart money was saying it was going to be the opposite. That actually, as of right now, depending, because there's yet a second step or shoe that may fall, as of right now, that gives a leg up to the Democrats because those are some districts that if they had been invalidated by the U.S. Supreme Court, would have gone presumably to the Republicans. So it's kind of a gerrymandering thing? Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. All right. Now I got someone waiting on me. Yes. This is two hard outs in a row for you. I know. Well, now it's just a notary. (laughs) Well, we have very good news, though. We will be dropping the big show tomorrow, and we will have Mark again in studio. So we've got a lot of in-studio Reasonable Doubt coming your way this week. And this Thursday, I'll be in uh, Waukegan, Illinois, at the Genesee Theater. So you can come on by and uh, say hi. Yeah, I think uh, Kansas City sold out, so I hear. But uh, come on out. What do you got, Mark? 
You know, the uh, we've got the Gigi's down at V is really killing it. You ought to stop by there, and the weather is great. Casa Tropicana, the Pierside restaurant there. If you're in uh, New York City, uh, go to Grand Central Terminal for Prova or at Moxie um, in Times Square. So until next time, Adam Carl for Mark Garriga saying mahala. Thanks for listening to Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Stay tuned for more bonus episodes coming soon.